Are women having an identity crisis? If so, why? We discuss this and more with special guest Keelia Clarkson on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking peoples, thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, polite troublemaker. And with me, as always, is my um, troublesomely virtuous co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and um, man who knows who he is. Ooh, nice. Nice one. Yes. (laughs) Very good. Very apropos and not a whole lot of run-on sentences. Not as many as usual. I'm sorry, everyone. I wouldn't let anyone down. I that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and with us today is a very special returning guest. She is an actress, writer, filmmaker, and podcast host who has written for multiple outlets, including Evie Magazine, and founded both the women's online magazine, The Wallflower Journal, which she also manages and writes for, and the Dear Wallflower Podcast, which she also co-hosts. She has starred in multiple shows and movies, including The Tonight Show, The Good Place, New Amsterdam, The Sean Baker Produced, Beating the Shift, and the Nathan Clarkson produced and directed My Miracle on Highway 34 and her own upcoming film, Leading Lady. She is also currently pursuing a master's in counseling. Last but not least, she also happens to be married to our very own Nathan Clarkson. She is the courageous, the commendable, the captivating Kelia Clarkson. Kelia, welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you. What is this, the third time I've been here? Maybe. Yeah, and I still don't know why <laughs> married to Nathan Clarkson isn't the first thing on her bio. <laughs> <laughs> and also, also, I'm always ahead. very, very just excited to hear you introduce me but, once again. I'm going, can I just have a video of Joseph that like I can just show this to every new person that I meet? <laughs> you know who I am here. I mean, the, your auditions, just Joseph reading off yeah. who you are. I mean, you can. I mean, like, you know, you know our editor. You get a loop tape. Um, yes, I have, I've fully given up at this point doing K word compliments and just gone all full on in the sea. Because uh, there's only kind and then I killer. think that's all. Killer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The killer. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Killer and kind. I mean, that's pretty much you. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> We're at the conversation about the killer part. There's other things apparently I don't know about <laughs> you then. Um, anyway. We're really excited today. We're going to be discussing whether women are having an identity crisis. Happily, we have a woman on to talk to us about this. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we, thought about, we thought about just us, a couple of guys telling all the women why they're having a uh, identity crisis. Yes. Uh, thankfully, there was some sort of thought in there. That there we was wisdom in the room. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yes. Um, but first, Nathan, if people enjoy our discussion and want to enjoy more of our content and meet fellow overthinkers like themselves, where can they go? They can go to theoverthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and send us all of their love and hate mail. They can also go to our online overthinkers group on Facebook. It's a private group where 10,000 plus overthinkers just like yourselves are getting into all the great discussions on the things that we talk about here. Uh, so please join up. We'd love to have you among our ranks. If you do enjoy the podcast, Please consider leaving us a review and sharing with a friend. It really does help us so very much. Awesome. Ah, I just love your addiction. That's something I admire. Well, thank you. I've got this down. <laughs> better have extra 100 plus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Everybody ready to get started? Let's yeah. do it. Awesome. <clears throat> well, 
It's hard to get over the impression that women today are having an identity crisis. Beyond the more overt conversations being had around sex and gender that get most press and everybody's tired of, even women who identify with more traditional definitions of sex and gender identity seem to be questioning who they are and being what a woman means. Decades after women became liberated in the workforce and in dating, women's depression and anxiety continue to get worse, outpacing men's. On TikTok, several trends have recently blown up reacting to this, including women who say they're entering their bimbo era or becoming trad wives which means that they're either leaving the rat race of career achievements that left them feeling stressed and depressed to either focus on, for the bimbo era, being pretty and dating men and buying pretty things, or in the case of tradwives, becoming what they describe as traditional stay-at-home moms. Additionally, the vast majority of female-centric movies and TV shows focusing on women and made by women, whether it's Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird, Little Women, and Barbie, TV shows like Lena Dunham's Girls and Issa Rae's Insecure, or Phoebe Walter-Bridge's Fleabag, focus on women trying to figure out who they are. So why is this? Simone de Beauvoir wrote in her classic feminist work, The Second Sex, that society forces women to have an ongoing identity crisis because it forces her to see her own female identity primarily through the lens of men. So any attempt at building a female identity must first deconstruct the identity given to her. Because of this, many argue that today women's identity crisis is the result of women still going through the process of deconstructing their identity under the male gaze. Yet others find this unpersuasive, seeing as much of the identity crisis seems to be a reaction to feeling unsatisfied, specifically with life post-feminist deconstruction of identity. So, Kelia, not only are you a woman, you run a magazine and podcast where you get to hear a lot of women talk and ask questions about the issues they're struggling with. So do you see women experiencing identity crisis? If so, what does it look like to you and where do you think it comes from? Yeah. So the short answer to those questions is absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, you know, the letters that I get from my podcast, I run a podcast where I, um, I try to offer advice with my co-host to from, it's like Dear Abby in podcast one. So try to offer advice. And so many of the letters that we get are, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who I, it's all questioning their identity. And, you know, so we have all these voices in um, in culture or in church that tell us, you know, you're wonderful. You're perfect. You're beautiful. You are all of these wonderful things. But we don't really know what those things mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I honestly growing up did not know who i was i didn't know what my purpose was i didn't know who kelia was i didn't know what it meant to not only be a woman but be the woman that i specifically am Mm. you know it's interesting that you mentioned the study the studies that say that um since the 1970s women's happiness has it's just been declining so rapidly and not just like on its own but as you said in relation to men's and so there's a really big thing that no one seems to be wanting to talk about. Why is it that as soon as, you know, women are um, making all these strides where we're in the workplace, we're doing all these wonderful things, and yet we're so much unhappier. And, you know, you mentioned Barbie. I mean, that's the biggest movie of the the biggest woman. and I think it's the largest woman's movie of all time. Yeah. Yeah. By women, it's by the more money than any movie in history. Yes. And so there's clearly something that we need to be paying attention to with Barbie. And one of the central things that Barbie is asking the entire movie is, what am I here for? Mm. Even 
you know, song that goes along with um, with the movie by Billie Eilish, the thing that she repeats over and over again is what was I made for? Yeah. And, and this we don't even just see this in Barbie. We see this in so many movies um, tar- that are, that target young women from, you know, eighth grade, which I love and I've blessed before. Yeah. Uh, you see this with Ingrid Goes West, which is if you oh, haven't. So good. It, so good. And it's a movie where this woman basically steals the identity of another one because she doesn't know who she is. And so we see that this is a a question that is on the mind of so many women. And I've seen so many TikToks talking about, you know, I I so deeply identify with Barbie and and um, you know, and and these are the, all the questions that I'm that I'm having right now and and so yeah, I think this is a really really kind of um significant moment for women mm-hmm. because seeing so many women are unhappy and questioning who they are and we're seeing so many women i mean another survey that i found that i was you know looking up different statistics before this 80 percent of um women feel that they have no purpose after leaving their job mm. and that's how yeah that's pretty dismal so this is a really big question that i think not enough women are going to the right places to find to the yeah good yeah i think you know keelan and i have talked for a long while about this because you've been uh engaging uh in in writing form for quite a while for years as a a writer a staff writer for ev magazine and then after you launched your own magazine so you've been engaging with uh this generation Mm -hmm. of women and their questions their concerns and the things that are most pressing on their mind for quite a while and and um, I sit here, you know, we, we work in the same room because we live in a tiny apartment in Los Angeles. Um, so I get I get to kind of be a fly on the wall and to hear about um, all these different issues that you're exploring and engaging with, with young mm-hmm. women. And it's interesting to me, as I'm just going to uh, reflect what you said, how often um, it revolves around who am I? Mm-hmm. And as you pointed out, uh, the song Barbie, what was I made for? And now this is not a, a specifically woman only question. Sure. Uh, I think we all have a deep desire to know what we're made for. Who are we? But it does seem that it's especially pervasive among women uh, women culture right now. Uh, we 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 watch a lot of TV because we're actors, and we're also just people who watch TV. Um, so, but we <laughs> that a lot, as you pointed out, Joseph, in your opening statements, that um, I don't want to say all, but it seems like all, like uh, wow, the I, I... majority of the female-led. Um, uh, 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 movies or TV shows, even the really great ones like Fleabag, which is just an amazing, amazingly written show, uh, tend to revolve around women not knowing who they are. Yeah. Women have an identity crisis, and whenever you see a theme that repeats itself over yeah. and over, over again in the art of any culture, typically that means it's a question in that society's people, yeah. particularly whatever audience it is made to react and connect with it. And so, you know, art reflects the reality that's taken place in society. And it's interesting to watch so much of our art right now, especially the art that centers around the woman's experience, um, talk about the experience of not knowing they are, what they're made for. And I think there's a lot of different ways this could go, a lot of different answers. Um, And, you you know, one of the things that I I can say this, my my mother is a very famous um, uh, writer for mothers. And so for years, she I got I've been hearing her stories and seeing the women that she's talked about. For years, uh, one of the things you can attribute this to, and you, you talk about the the drop um, in in happiness in women since the seventies, 
is all of a sudden you have moms who <laughs> love being a mom, but they feel that they're being told by culture it's not good enough. It's not enough. <laughs> you should be um, a boss, baby. You should be whatever. And so they all of a sudden found that they had this insecurity around being a mother, that it wasn't enough. Yeah. And um, I think that might come out of, you know, we can look at traditionally, there, there hasn't a patriarchal been throughout history that has forced women into roles they didn't choose, right? Huh. And yep. that, that, is, that is a really tough and difficult thing to be forced into something, yeah. to be forced into an identity that you didn't willfully accept or choose. You know, I mean, for the past thousands of years, um, you it, born a woman, you just had to accept your lot in life, right? Yeah. And so that's a really difficult thing. It's just, this is what you are, this is what you have to be. And to be forced into identity against your will is a really difficult thing for the psyche uh, and the well-being of any person. Um, and so what you see in the 20th century happening is breaking down those shackles and trying to give women a will. You can be whatever you want. Uh, you don't have to be this old thing, which is bad. Now you can be whatever you want to be. And so basically what we did, we, we said, we're not going to force you into identity. We're going to get rid of identity altogether. And so basically we said, okay, we're getting rid of you having, having to be this identity and now we'll figure it out. And so I think what a lot of women have been struggling, fighting, searching um, to find in this new age is... Um, is who am I apart from this thing that I've been defined as for a thousand years or whatever yep. it might be. And I think that was a, a difficult turning point in, in culture um, that, that has left women very often feeling that they're not allowed to be the thing um, that they've traditionally been for many, many years. Uh, that, that's not cool. That's not good enough. That's not enough. Um, and so now you've been thrust into this world and all of a sudden they have to find an identity yep. apart from this thing um, that for, for, for most of human history, they've been forced into. So you had, you have these kind of two extremes here, which are really, really difficult. I would imagine as a woman to navigate. Um, but it is interesting just on the, as you look at culture, how many women are experiencing this at one time. And I don't know what the answer is, and we're going to hopefully find but, it today, but I do think um, that it's something pressing on the hearts yeah. and and minds of women. And I think that it's important. And I think it's something to pay attention to and not dismiss, um, which I, I and and not to just put it into a box. Well, if you just, you know, do X, then you'd be, you'd be right. happy. I don't know if it's easy as just a formula, but I do think it's important. And I do think it's um, something to pay attention to and listen and have discussions about, which I'm glad to today. But Joseph, I'd love to hear your thoughts on all yeah, of this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give a, a, at least a sort of preamble kind of going off of what you said. I think what's interesting about this is that because like you said you know it's it, it's not like you know uh male-centric stories made by men haven't also asked like who am i questions you know again like it's it's you know such a cliche that like you know like uh, shadow the hedgehog you know as a whole you know in the video game as a whole who am i you know whole thing and and stuff arc and stuff like that so male characters and mary storylines have done that too what's interesting about it is that on the one hand um it's you know, male stories have that story and they also have kind of other stories that are a lot of other stories that they're doing. Whereas the female centric stories almost all seem to be the who am I question. When, uh, and the, the other thing about it, and you guys are the ones who pointed that out to me. That was something I hadn't really noticed, but that was, uh, but that, but that's really true. The other aspect of it is that it's sort of surprising because in a sense, we might expect men to be having the who am I question. You know, because if you like it, because, you know, men have been the patriarchs who've been running things and that's been their identity for, you know, like I said, thousands of years. And now they're outside of that role. And, 
you're not in the, their, their dominant role as much as they used to be. So you might expect men to be going through a whole of an identity crisis in that way. You know, it's like a lot of, you know, the storyline of Breaking Bad is sort of him being like, oh, I want to I want to be the top dog. I'm no longer I'm not the top dog. I'm a man. I should be a top dog. I'm not. How do I get that back? So you're kind of like, OK, that kind of mm. makes sense. What's interesting is that this identity crisis is um, post women getting a lot of what they wanted. You know, is, is that it's like if they said, hey, we want more freedom from this restrictive role. And obviously not getting everything they wanted. We still there's still, you know, inequalities we can talk about. But that's the thing is like, man, you'd think that the mental health would be getting better because, you know, yeah. you think that they would have less of a crisis of identity. You'd think things would be getting better. And it's like, no, the mental health is getting worse and it's outpacing meds. And so yeah. it's and these questions of identity are only getting worse. And so it's like, okay, that's the kind of weird thing. And, you know, I think that you make an interesting, you know, case, Nathan, where it's like, okay, you know, you've had, you know, only one option before, and now you have unlimited options. And with unlimited options mm -hmm. comes unlimited questions. So it's like, okay, the, you know, the, the, um, there's a choice paradox. I forget what it's called. It's like, you know, there's a certain number of choices in a supermarket where you become yeah. happier, but after a certain number of choices, you get choice paralysis. That's what it's called. Yes, yes, you, yes. You become less happy. And so it could be sort of like as simple as that, where it's it's that, you know, women have are, are now for the, the first time in, in all of human history, it's like, wow, I've got a bunch of choices and there's a choice paralysis problem. Um, And so my, I guess I have, thoughts on this but sort of before i i get into sort of like definitive answers i kind of would like to go sort of to you kelia and say um you like you said what where do you think it comes from based on your personal experience and based on other experience and you also said something very particular which is that people are going for the wrong to the wrong places for answers so mm. either i'd like to get there eventually sort of in the conversation but uh, but uh, whether but at least first like where in your analysis is this stemming from Okay, I have so many thoughts and I'm trying to decide which <laughs> first. So I I thought it was really interesting that you say that now women have, you know, unlimited options, whereas hey. before very, very limited. I don't know that I completely agree. And hey. here's here's what I mean. If I'm honest, I think that our options for what a woman ought to look like shifted from limited on one side to limited on the other side. Ooh, interesting. Meaning, I think we really oriented our ability to feel purposeful and to feel valuable to society around very male-centric arenas. Okay. And so I think we've, we've kind of... Um, demoted pursuits like motherhood and we tell women that you know quitting their job and starting a family is the worst thing that you can do that you're giving up that you're wasting you know Ew. potential and so i don't know that we have that many like options in in the way that we really think we do i i, I kind of feel mm. like we've just limited our options on the other side where it's like if you want to, um, you know, as Nathan was saying, if you want to be a boss babe or if you want yeah. to um, be a shiro, you have to do these things. And I also think it's really interesting that 
and tell me if I'm wrong, I don't know that men have like these, I'm entering my this era, like I'm entering my bimbo. <laughs> At first, I have not heard the bimbo one. That's new to me. Yeah, that, I watched a, like a whole video on that. I was like, this is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So I think it's interesting that women feel the need to like find these um, kind of like labels, for lack of a better word, or like a name tag to like put on themselves. I don't mm. really orient um, it's around a good question. Do we do we Nathan? Do we have like the like a, <laughs> uh, an equivalent like this is my something era that we do? That's in. That's a really interesting um, thing. I, not that I know of. I, mean, I know I that we have the boy to manhood initiation okay, thing, and, and manhood. manhood. But, but and that's have... it. That's sort of like okay, we're a boy, and now we're a man. And you're that's... a boy, you're a man. And there's a, yeah. and there's a lot of definition around what it means to be boys, a man. man. And we and have done episodes on that, and we will continue to do episodes on that. But that's yeah. a different episode. <laughs> it's super interesting what you're saying because th that would be an interesting. Um, that would be a plausible explanation, right? Yeah. What we were talking about, Joseph, where it went from you have one option, now you have literally bazillion options. Right. And um, and that and that would be a scary thing, right? Because um, while it feels like freedom, you can be whatever you want, uh, humans thrive when they have definition. Right. Uh, not stringent, rigid, oppressive definition, right. but some sort of definition. But what you're saying, Kelia, is we actually didn't give them an endless amount of infinite options to become whatever they want it to be. Um, we basically went from one thing that they had to be forced into, which is you have to stay at home in the kitchen, be a mom and, you know, uh, aggressively um, uh, give them the 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 woman's role. One thing. And now you're kind of saying that there's all this social pressure, at the very least, to be this other thing that that's bad. So now we have a new definition for who you are, um, yeah. which is you have to uh, be a boss, babe, uh, you know, um, not yep. be tired. And, you know, a lot of the themes... career-oriented, career-oriented, yeah, career-oriented, but yeah. even more than that, individual-oriented. Ah, okay, yes, yes, yes. So you know, uh, in a recent interview, I noticed um, with the girl from Snow White. Um, oh yes, I remember her name? But she gave an interview where she said, "This isn't," to do... and I'm not making a commentary on the the rightness or wrongness of the interview. What she said is just interesting. She said, "This is not one where the man saves the day. She doesn't even fall in love." And that was an interesting thing too. In a lot of movies, where, um, where it's uh, it's all about being an individual, away from people, away from community, and Rachel Zegler, yeah, Rachel Zegler, yes, and away from um, from the influence, any kind of man. Of course, it's very understandable if you've experienced a lot of oppression from particular people. But it's interesting that the way that culture is offering to women to find themselves is complete basically isolation yeah. you yeah. figure out you define you it's not gonna be from a church it's not gonna be from a family it's not gonna be from well, a man it's not gonna be from it's only you define you and well, that's an interesting thing you go off alone and joseph you've talked about this a yeah. little bit you know, well so that's a first of all i think this is really interesting because that's one thing that's really common in like almost all of the movies that are are that i that are uh female-centric female-led that are not romantic comedies or romances is that they almost always end with a woman going off to be by herself, you know, or going off and leaving her community, going off and leaving, like, you know, Enola Holmes, the first one did that, you know, the, you know, Thelma and Louise, the, the, you know, I mean, almost all, what's interesting, like Greta Gerwig, almost all of her movies, and whether or well, not she wrote them and co-wrote them or directed them are about, at the end, the woman goes off to be somewhere away from her community and her relationships. 
to find who she is, to find who she is and to, to be her true self. And what's interesting about that is it's one of the few things that we sociologically know is most likely to make you miserable. Um, (laughs) Is that the, the more isolated you are, the less, again, like basically the want to be happy, you know, the, one of the biggest things for happiness is to be in a tight knit community with people who know you and love you. And, and the further you get away from that. Not only to be happy. It's interesting. All the psychological data says to know who you are. Yes, your identity. Yep. found within the context of community. But Keely, I want to ask you something here and, and more on a personal level, because I think as a woman who's grown up in this era, um, have you specifically felt that you didn't know who you were, the pressure to be this particular thing that you didn't necessarily want to be, mm-hmm. um, and or, or even the pressure to figure it out on your own? Have you experienced that? And what is it like? Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's really interesting that you brought up that interview because she talks about, um, you know, she doesn't fall in love. The Snow White, I said, yeah, yeah. she does. She's not going to fall in love. She's not going to have a man save her and, you know, all these things. And probably me, you know, uh, how old am I? Oh, my goodness. Probably me, like <laughs> seven years ago would have been like, yeah, that's great. But me, seven years down the line now, now that I have experience um being married and having uh deep and rich communities i go no that's that's the last thing that Mm. you should be marketing to young women it's actually really detrimental to where we'll all be and so yeah i think it's really interesting that we're specifically um i i know look everybody wants to fall in love right sure but the thing is yes a theme with a lot of um uh movies you know, centered around women over the years has <laughs> been falling in love. Right. right. And so it's really interesting that we're seeing this trend more recently with um, female led movies where love is like not at all part of the picture. Right. We did, um, Barbie, apparently, we're going to see that with Snow White. Um, you brought up Enola Holmes, I think the first one. Um, and so it's very interesting that this very female desire obviously men desire it too but this female desire of falling in love and finding someone to build a life with someone to value you is now being treated as so silly and outdated and weak yeah and so yeah i think um i think as as a, a young woman growing up right now that is a really, really detrimental message. And it was detrimental to me. I mean, I I experienced some of this mm-hmm. messaging. Like, you shouldn't, you know, try and find your um your identity in a man. And that's true. But I also think that pursuing relationships is a lot and of the ways. Yeah, even friendships, even um uh having a mentor, that is a lot of where you do find your identity. Mm-hmm. That's where you build the muscle of who am I? Um, who am I to this person? Who am I, you know, in relation to everyone else? Who am yeah. I on myself as well? Um, and so to get to your question that you asked earlier about, you know, they're not at, they're not looking for these answers in the right place. For me personally, well, that right place was going to God, which mm. is, this is, he created every woman alive. Mm. He had, he created every man and he created every woman. He created femininity. And so going to him and going, okay, 
who did you create me to be? Mm. And taking, take, sometimes like taking, you know, the idea of like, what is a woman supposed to be? Even sometimes just taking that out of it. And who am I mm. as a person? And so sadly, that is not where a lot of young women are searching for their identity. They're searching for it, a lot of them, in a um, in a career that mm. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to pursue a career. I'm pursuing a career. But that's the sole place that they're searching for well, their identity from. Well, and all of sociology and psychology, as Joseph points out, says that we literally cannot find or craft an identity outside the um, the context of relationships. When you're talking yeah. about God, going to God, yeah. that's a relationship. You're going to discover yeah. your identity <laughs> um, both in in human relationships, oh. community, and a relationship with God. But it, your identity is rooted from um, relationships and community because in community you have purpose, yeah. you have um, you, you are seen, you are known, you have definition, uh, and the same thing can be said for both uh, local human communities and your spiritual. Um, yeah, God. Both of those things give you definition, purpose, and understanding of who you are and what you're meant to do and be. And a lot of um, identity, and this is just goes across the board for people, comes from having a purpose that you act out every day. Yes, yeah. that can be stringent, and you can be forced into a purpose that you never chose. And of course, it's going to feel oppressive. But there is, a, but you do if you want to have an identity, one that you create and make, and that's fully mm -hmm. fleshed out. It will come out of having a purpose within a community. Yeah. Uh, yep. And so I think that when we we tell anyone, I, I would say this to young men as well. Yeah. That if you just go get a career outside of people. Yeah. Outside of connection, you're going to have an identity crisis. Yeah. You're going to might just a cog in a machine, and we see this a lot actually with both men and women. Yeah. That you know a lot of the the we've heard a lot of the the talk around late stage capitalism where they're just they feel like cogs in machines. Yeah. And they're going, who am I? I'm just a person who sits here and pushes yeah. buttons on a computer. That is not where people are going to find identity. So it's interesting to watch, you know, the movies that center around men, let's say um, yeah. Avengers, right? Yeah. That, that's just a go-to. You have a whole team of people. Each yeah. one of them has their own purpose. They they work together and fulfill their own. And in that community um, and purpose, you know, saving the world, yeah. that's where they find their identity. And... And then conversely, you have the women's women saying, no, no, leave everybody, yeah. go off by yourself, yeah. then you'll find your identity. That's such a weird thing that we're offering people. <laughs> well, what's interesting, and, okay, so go ahead. Hey. No, no, yeah, that, that's well, it. Well, I think that that's, I mean, that's really fascinating because you that's something you pointed out, Keely, which is, is interesting. I, I've noticed this and I, 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 it was always perplexing kind of to me because, you know, the, someone like Rachel will say, you know, it's outdated for, you know, a, a woman to be looking for love and that you find all these movies that are, you know, that are women, you're rejecting love and, and things like that. And yet you don't see the men, men's movies doing that. The men's fantasy is how do I, you know, beat the villain and then get the girl? You know, there is <laughs> the, the, the fantasy that men's movies are telling is 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 different. I think that you, you know, one of the things that's interesting about um what you call it, uh, you point out, C.S. Lewis talks about this, too, about how, you know, he was more like himself when he found his group of friends. And when one of his friends died, he lost some of himself because there was a part of himself that wow. only other people could bring out. You know, mm. and I look at this again in the stories of you probably the Avengers, but it's like, you know, people are like, well, how am I more like myself when other people are with me? And it's like, well, like, you know, you wouldn't see as much of Sherlock Holmes without Watson and vice versa. You know, they're even the major ones. Look at 
Fast and Furious. Yes. And literally anything, um, any big franchise movie right now, especially one marketed to young men, they yeah. all involve a community. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, the Bible does like talk about this in very kind of explicit language. Obviously, like you say, know God, you know, knowing your God and you know yourself, you find your identity in Christ, as I say, because he's the one, like you said, who made you. And so therefore he knows the purpose by which you were made. But then he also tells you, how do you find that? You find a community, a body of Christ is how the church talks about it, where you say, oh, I, in this body, you know, I'm a foot, I'm a hand, I have a purpose. And you find out by being a part of those people, those, those communities, how you're best able to serve that community. You know, Paul says, you know, he was good at teaching, let him teach. Who has this gift, do that. So you find out actually by being in relationships with people, what you contribute to those relationships and therefore what value add and therefore what your purpose is. And that's the other thing that I say about, again, we've been talking about Barbie a lot, but that's because it's probably the most important movie of this generation um, uh, yeah. for good and for yeah. good and <laughs> ill, for good and ill, you know, but they explicitly deny that the way to find your purpose and identity is through how you were created. You know, she, you know, Barbie literally gets to meet her creator and says, hey, I want to be something other than what you created me to be. And not only, you know, do, does she say that that's what she wants, but her creator says, you don't need my permission to do that. You know, so that is, again, Barbie just takes this whole thing onto a cosmic level, not just that, you know, I, you, you know, you know, you have the patriarch or society telling you to be something and you should reject that. No, you should reject anything that you were created to be uh, and happiness we found in 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 overcoming that. And I think that, you know, as Christians, we find that to be, you know, extremely problematic. But then also, you know, I think you made an interesting point. I've had previous conversations with you guys about this, about the fact that, you know, finding out who you are and how you were built is also part of finding, you know, your purpose and violating that is going to be problematic. I'll give the example of introverts and extroverts. In a sense, you know, it's like if you are trying to be, you know, if as an introvert, you've been taught that the only way to be a good leader or a good person is to act like an extrovert, you are going to be yeah. miserable for the rest of your life. And probably bad at it. And bad at it, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, and again, so there's a certain degree of which I think you know, we have done a disservice to women by saying, hey, the only way for you to be a good woman is to act the way we stereotyped men, men to be in the 1950s. You know, the way yeah. the way we told, like the way we told men in order to be a man that you're a, a man is to post industrial revolution. The way that you're a man is to work yourself to death. That's what we taught men. And then now and men have struggled under that for a long time as we know but it seems like women are struggling even more under that um and and you know and but we told them the thing that didn't work for men hey women you should do that too and it's going to work out really well for you yeah yeah that's it's it's very interesting the the and it's, it they all comes with the pressure yeah you know you're not allowed to do it like you were talking about this kind of this, these two extremes you either have, um, yeah, there is, it's funny because we were talking about the the endless amounts of choices. That's what we say. Mm. But really look at how, uh, just look at comment sections on on people <laughs> who decide their way. 
humans are naturally inclined towards like social assimilation yeah where you will get judged and forced into one uh one or two things and so it seems like there is no safe place for women to actually discover who they are and then you have all of media saying the only way you'll discover yourself is by yourself yeah and this is in the time we have record levels of loneliness yeah and i'm saying <laughs> why would you promise a generation of women that they're going to find themselves by isolating themselves more from communities and places where they can understand themselves that's and it, it's interesting what you're saying is the thing that we know was bad for men um now we're saying women go do that yeah and that'll be for you and that seems like a really bad message and i don't know exactly how to rectify this but i do think it starts with women understanding one you're created for a purpose. Yeah. And, some, you know, direction is an interesting thing because it can be oppressive, right? Okay. You have to do this. You're only this. You'll yeah. do nothing. And that's what we've seen a lot of women experience um, pre, uh, uh, I'd say pre-1970, right? Sure. They were forced to do something. But then when when you were given, um, when you were getting any definition, okay. I think where things get tough, I think that we want someone to tell us. I mean, the song is, what am I made for? That's literally someone yeah. asking for definition. I don't want to figure this out on myself. It's the, yeah. the question itself is asking something or someone else, give me definition, give me direction on who I should be. And all of uh, uh, sociology and psychology says that will be found. Your definition, your understanding of who you are is found within community, relationship of some sort. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Part of that will be marriage. Maybe part of that will be in a free group. Maybe part of that will be in family, whatever it might be. Um, but it it's going to happen within relationships. So I still don't understand why we're telling women the only way to discover who you are is to be isolated from other people. That seems like a really detrimental message. So, but you know, as we're wrapping this up, Julia, if there are people out there, you can receive a lot of these letters who are who are saying, "That's great. I'm glad you know this is interesting and stuff." But you know, there's still a real present felt need right here. I I have been searching for myself. I don't feel that I have an identity. I want to know who I am. I feel that desire to articulate and define who I am and why I'm here to, you know, go along with the song lyrics. What am I made for? What would you tell of those people who might be listening, those young women um, or old women, women of any age mm -hmm. who are looking for to understand who they are, what they've been made for, who are looking for an identity? What would you say are some of the practical things to start with? Yeah, well, I would say first and uh, foremost, Stop comparing yourself to men. Stop trying to outman men. Stop only valuing traditionally masculine characteristics. Just stop. And I think another thing is, you know, specifically speaking to women, no matter um, what you have, you know, started to settle on. Uh, for your path, for your life, if you have decided that you want to be a stay-at-home mother and you've decided that you want to be a um, young professional, something that I, I, I hope every woman listening really takes to heart is don't see the woman who's doing something really different from you as the enemy, mm. as the problem. It, I don't think having these different dreams is a bad thing. It's really good to go out and 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 chase a dream, Boom. and it's really incredible to shape the next generation. Boom. Um, but that being said, I I want to encourage women. Please, please, don't feel like you can't search for your purpose. Boom. Allow that purpose to look 
different from another woman's, to look different from a man's. It's okay if you're not a CEO. It's okay if you aren't a stay-at-home mom. I think there are many, many ways to find meaning in your life. And I think one of the first ways that, you know, has been really helpful to me is going to God and finding other people who, um, who share a similar life vision, who share similar values with me that I can go to, to, um, to find myself in, you know, as, as the C.S. Lewis, um, what was saying to, to find this, this part of myself that is brought out these relationships so i would say pursue deep relationships and um and i think i think these are the things that women really need to be focusing on more than checking off you know these boxes um for their resume or um or figuring out you know uh how, how to keep climbing up that ladder I think these are really the things that we're going to need to be focusing mm-hmm. on is finding, finding a relationship um, with, with God, allowing yourself to um, define success outside of the kind of male-centric mm-hmm. um, light, allowing yourself to look at what you like. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what are you good at? Then go do that. That's who you are. Mm. You know, after being um, in relationship with God, I think it's so much easier to look at the things that you're good at and actually pursue those things well, yeah. regardless um, what society or anyone yeah else. yeah I, I i think it yeah i i think really this issue with finding our identity comes from the fact that we are so extreme in what we what we say that a woman has to look like and, well, and, and deal with for life so that's yeah that's yeah that's I, that's good yeah no that's great you know get in you know develop your relationship with God, develop your relationship with others, stop comparing yourselves, certainly to the opposite sex, but also to other people, find what you're good at and what you like to do and pursue that. Those are really good piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, don't do it alone. Yes. Don't do it alone. Yeah. You're not made to find yourself. This is for men and women. You will never find yourself in isolation. Yeah. No. Find yourself in relation. Yeah. Yes. One thing that you can say about all of us is that we are meant to love and be loved in community. That's what we are made for. And so yes. don't, don't do that thing if nobody else. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And then cool. yeah. that can look different for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today, Kelia. And of course, now we get into the really controversial aspect of our, our where we have to step out a little bit in our, uh, our, episodes where we take our blesses and curses of the week where we take a work of art media or resource and either bless it i recommend it or diss it i eat curse it so of course we always uh let our guests choose when they want to go or if they want to be involved Maybe earth yes so kelia <laughs> would you would you like to uh open us up wait is that offensive now never mind um <laughs> no, she, she is, okay <laughs> she's like i love first <laughs> Like, how could you make me be like, I have to go first? I'm fine going first. <laughs> cool. Yes. Ladies first. So, um, I'm I'm gonna curse first so I can end on a positive note. Ah, uh, so so Kelia. So very <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So okay. So I'm I'm going to be blessing and cursing the same thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And maybe this is a first in overthinkers' history. It's not. It's, it's not, not. No. Sorry. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> All right. Well, the, next time. The, yeah. The third or the fourth, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I know we've talked about this um, at, at length already on this podcast, but I think it's worth um, bringing up again. And that is Barbie. So. Oh, canceled. <laughs> so here's here's the reason that I am cursing, uh, you know, a bit of. Bar- oh, no, wait. I think for it to make sense, I actually have to bless it first. So, okay. yeah. Right. Sorry. She's not going to end on a positive note. Actually do it the right way. Yes. Uh, okay. So my blessing for Barbie is that it, it asks a question very clearly that is on every single woman's mind. What mm-hmm. was I made for? And, and, you know, throughout the movie, there, there are a lot of moments that, yeah, this, you know, definitely touches on, um, on a, a unique uh, aspect of the female experience. And so I think Greta Gerwig's um, strength here, I, I have enjoyed a lot of her um, <laughs> her work before. And I think her strength here is that she asks really relevant questions yeah. specifically. And I think, sadly, the reason that I will have to curse Barbie um. <laughs> <laughs> is because it it didn't offer any solutions to the question didn't actually give us an answer it didn't make us feel hopeful no just go so that's what barbie's made for so women are made for we walked out going so there's no answer there's almost fear in actually defining yeah what maybe which is the question of song what am i made for there's almost a fear in in saying it um yeah that was i was I was a little nervous going in because I'm I'm the guy, right? Going <laughs> all over Twitter, I see he just didn't get it. Yeah. He, you know what? By the way, I'm a huge Greta Gerwig fan. Mm-hmm. I love her movies. I think she's a brilliant filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I think she asked the question very well. And I think that's what she's done in a few of her movies. She goes, she identifies a question that has been asked mm-hmm. on the hearts and minds of many young women. Who am I? What I made for because I think it's very um it's a very pervasive question that she identified and asked in a really interesting and unique way, especially through a character as um th- that could have been as shallow as yeah. you know a Barbie. We use Barbie, we have maybe not now anymore, but we've used this as kind of a a um it's shallow. Oh, she's just a Barbie. And so she took Barbie and gave yeah. it depth and got to the heart of the question on many um women's <laughs> mind arts. But I agree with you. It felt like there was no substantive. It, the answer felt very thin. It didn't provide a lot of hope that there is a definitive answer as to who am I? Yeah. And I, I don't, and while I think a lot, it might be cathars- a cathartic experience for yeah. many women walking out. Someone got the the pain of the frustration of questionness in my mind, and I think that's why so many people loved it. So many women loved it. Um, I don't know that it offered them a lot of hope into um actually figuring and figuring that out and discovering it because at the end barbie doesn't even know yep. and so that was an interesting thing watching that so i definitely helped me as a guy understand the depth of the the meaning and and uh feeling that so many women are questioning right now what i didn't see is that there was a lot of hope for yeah and figuring it out uh, i'll, yeah. I'll just say like again like i i you know what i would say is it even may says does goes worse than that is it does provide an answer 
to a certain degree. And the answer is wrong. <laughs> you know, it goes, says, go and leave, go and leave. You know, it says every, everything, the community that you have, the people that you know, you know, those people and their expectations of you are what is your problem, is what the problem is. And therefore you need to leave and go somewhere else to find yourself. And right. that, and that's in a limited way can be true only if you go and find another community that you can go into. Yeah. But, but for both Barbie and Ken, the solution is go off and just love yourself as yourself. You know, even yeah. the, I'm Ken us. I'm like, hold on. No, you're not. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you know, unless you're going off and you're trying to find other relationships, you know, uh, to plug into, you're going to be more miserable. So like, I, I think oh, the, I was going to get you an I'm Knuff sweatshirt you, for your birthday. You can, you can, because it's funny. No, do what you <laughs> should do. You should get me a Mojo Dojo Casa House mat. This is my Mojo. Because <laughs> <laughs> that I love. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, well, did, this is the man state. I did really love Ryan Gosling. He was awesome. He was <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He got to play three different characters in that movie. Like, you know, this is the, the, the doormat Ken and the douche Ken and the sad Ken. And they were all I've amazing. I've never seen Ryan Gosling where I didn't enjoy him. He was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and to all the people said he was too old to play Ken. Uh, absolutely not. He was perfect as Ken. So. I thought that at the beginning. And then just <laughs> seeing him, I was like, no, there was no one else to play this role. Absolutely. He's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah, that seems to be Arby, yeah. too. No, it, oh, yeah, the I casting mean, was great. Yes, yeah, the casting yes. was great. No, the casting and the aesthetic were great. Um, I think you know it, it did, it did. It, the story and the characters were there for social commentary, and the social commentary was hit and miss. So you know, yeah. it, but um, but yeah, okay. Well, now that we've been sufficiently canceled, yeah, what? <laughs> what'd, what? You, what'd you say? Oh, I said I still love Greta Gerwig though, and I can't wait for her next. You're, yes, I I was the most lukewarm on Greta Gerwig prior to this, and I remain yes. I remain so. Um, but uh, Lady Bird is great. But, you know, if, if Greta casts Kelia in her next movie, maybe that will put you over the edge, and you'll be a fan. I will, with but her. yes, exactly. That will be that will be when I be, become a fan. Is uh, <laughs> she'll be she'll That's be what Greta Gerwig has been missing. You know, she hasn't had wild success because she hasn't cast exactly. Kelia yet. Yes, <laughs> that's the missing. Yeah, no, who knows how far she can go. He um, didn't break any records yet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, now that we've been sufficiently uh, made all of our, our listeners hate us, um, <laughs> uh, Nathan, uh, what yeah. were your thoughts? What are your blessings and curses? Uh, I'm going to do a couple books. Um, um, bring it, bring it us, making us, uh, making us real intellectual. That's right. I'm trying to bring us down back <laughs> down from moving to books. Um, I'm going to bless a book called The Little Way, and it's by mm -hmm. by Saint Ther uh, Therese. Wow. And uh, it's a beautiful story, Saint Therese. She was very young, uh, and she joined a convent. And basically, you know, she she didn't go and conquer the world. Thing. She didn't go and um and I don't know invent the the next light bulb. Um, but she's one of the most inspirational writers, and she has this whole concept of the little way mm. that everyday um, life can be eternally meaningful. Mm. And she lived in a small convent with a few other nuns, but within that community, so what we're talking about today, she found her purpose. Mm. And it was beautiful, and it was, it was as in her own words, little, and it ended up changing the entire world. She's a saint in the in the Catholic Church. Um, oh, uh, that's so good. Yeah, and it's so, it's, so it's just a beautiful 
um, a small book, a picture of uh, what it looks like that it's outside the definitions of what we consider, oh, you have to be this kind of person to be great. She was a, a nun in a small little community who lived life and wrote a, a little book and it changed the world. Mm -hmm. And it showed, and she found herself within that community in what she calls the little way. And I think, she, think it's a beautiful, beautiful little uh, little book. Well, why are none uh, of these movies that are having like women kind of go off and not about romances, why aren't any of them about nuns? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, exactly. And, and she didn't find her purpose or meaning in any of the, the definitions that we said today one would, but she ended up living one of the most meaningful lives yeah. in a little place, in a little way. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely check out uh, St. Um, Therese's book. It's, it's really wonderful. Um, uh, of Lassoux, by the way, there's a couple of them. So St. Therese of Lassoux. Uh, um, Gotta be specific. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, and I want to read a quote by her uh, who talks about finding yourself. Holiness consists simply in doing God's will and being just what God wants us to be. Well, I mean, and I think that kind of sums up a lot of what we're talking about today. Because uh, holiness, you you can say, is the fulfillment of understanding your identity, and um, and so yeah, I think it's beautiful. So check it out; it's great. Um, and it also bless bless a book. It's a memoir by a writer I really love called uh, Traveling Mercies, and her name is Anne Lamott. Mm. Wrote it, and it's, it's basically her story, and she details her story um, from a young woman to uh, where she was when she wrote the book, and it goes through. It really captures this who am I question <laughs> that I think a lot of women are asking. Um, but she takes it seriously and she lets you into her store where she asks that question in so many different ways. And she shows you the places she wandered um, cool. that weren't the answer. And she shows you the places where she did find it. And she ultimately found it in relationship with God. Uh, but it's a really beautiful book. If you want to, and if you want a perspective into the experience that many women are feeling today, if you want to expand your understanding um, of the women around you, I think that Anne Lamott's Traveling Mercies is a brilliant and beautiful way to uh, connect with that experience. Um, and she's such a good writer. I, I bless almost anything she writes because she's just um, such a wordsmith. Definitely. So uh, yes, definitely check out Traveling Mercies. Uh, as far as curse, I forgot <laughs> I forgot to do a curse. Um, <laughs> if, you forget to, if you forget to do a curse, you can always say, I want to go last so you have more time to think. Well, I didn't realize I forgot oh, to have okay. a curse until... <laughs> this very moment okay. <laughs> but i'm also a little hesitant to like um to uh as a guy curse uh, a work about women because i could curse it and be like no actually that was really just, good just find one that was written by a man and you can curse yeah that, that's, true. <laughs> that's true um i can't think of I my mind is that's blanking. okay that's fine you can look you can so i'm gonna skip a curse maybe i'll just like curse the the tiktoks that um where uh, I, I know what you call these, where it's, I see a lot of them too, where it's like, we're doing the same thing what we used to do men and we realized it was bad that a real man does this. It's all the TikToks where like, if you're a real woman, you'll do this. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. I think detrimental. So whatever you call those TikToks, I'll curse those. Hashtag real woman TikToks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Sounds good. Okay, well, I'm really excited because I didn't think I would get to do this, but I get to have my blast be my favorite movie of this year so far which is, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Um, yeah. Which I know everybody's so surprised when I tell them this because it is, you know, literally a coming of age about a a girl and it's based on a classic girl's book. And I never read the book. I just like saw the movie this year and I was just blown away by it. It's, you know, about a young girl who moves to a new place and is going through like 
all the, you know, coming of age, the puberty changes, the relationship changes and all of that. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I, I connected with it both as just like, you know, somebody's like, oh yeah, I was awkward, you know, when I came of age also, uh, you know, and also like, oh yeah, this is how, you know, I've seen, you know, my, you know, female friends and my sister. And so like go through a lot of these things and also like how vividly they show her in all of her problems, how she talks to God through them, you know, <laughs> and whether or not she's asking for something or she's, you know, expressing how angry she is about something or she's thinking about something. It's almost like reading through the Psalms for me, you know, yeah. and that's, and, and for me, just as a, as a person who loves to see kind of that relationship with God that I resonate with on screen, that was huge. But also it just added something to the a coming of age story in general, which is it connected the coming of age to the transcendent, to the the per real purpose. Like who like who am I in connection, not just in my the day-to-day -day minutia of life, but in connection to my place in the world and a creature of God, which is so often missing from yep. coming of age stories. Like, you know, Barbie will ask in a song, what am I made for? But this is actually showing a young person actually going to God and asking, what am I made for? And that's something you just don't see. And so that was really exciting really for me. Beautiful movie. I was so surprised because I, I love little indie movies. Um, you know, this was, you know, you read the descriptions about a 13 year old girl facing all the things that 13 year old girls face as they, right. as they grow up. And, you know, maybe this won't, one won't be like totally for me. And uh, it'll just be interesting to watch. So beautiful, so connective. Yeah. Um, absolutely love this movie. <laughs> yes. It was also one of my favorite movies this year. So, so good. So anyone who has not seen it, no. man or woman, yeah. you need Absolutely. 100%. I also say the, the one thing that this um, uh, director, Kelly Craig, has, uh, and I've loved, I've loved her other stuff. She also did um, uh, Edge of 17, which is, I know, controversial on this this podcast. But <laughs> one of the things she, she had in this that I loved is is sort of an honest non-judgmentalism, which is kind of like, like, hey, we're being really honest about what growing up is like, particularly for a young girl, but we're also not going to kind of judge, be really judgmental about it and kind of like, oh, this is what's horrible about it and what we should feel bad about it, and this is what's really good about it, what she was like, this is just the way it is. And I really, that was really refreshing that I don't see yeah. people do yeah. very often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. All right, so then I'll do that. And of course... um, you know, I've, we've done a lot of, again, again, there's always the usuals. We've done the blessed eighth grade and Ingrid Goes West and and a lot of these. There's a lot of them we've blessed. If you've seen our other episodes, female-centric episodes, you'll know those. Also, cursed. there's a lot of things we've cursed. I'll try not to curse again. Something, anything, you know, again, is another one of those things. But, oh, I've got to go find myself, which coincidentally is going to be about, you know, hooking up with some, like, random old flame. It's like, oh, that's a you know, convenient um, way to find yourself. Uh, then also... It's, there's Million Dollar Baby I'm actually going to curse, which is a Clint Eastwood oh, film. And I remember watching it and really enjoying it at first. But spoiler, if you don't always spoil, but it's like, you know, it's a, it is when the female, you know, lead, you know, can't do her work anymore. She decides to kill herself. And we are supposed <laughs> to celebrate that decision. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's, um not an okay message to romanticize that yeah, like we should validate that when she can't do the job that she loves anymore that her life doesn't have meaning you know and that, oh, yeah. And, yeah and so that that was like i was just shocked at the romanticization of that so to me that's the extreme of the whole you know your work gives you meaning 
And again, man or woman, like this is a problem if you say, oh, if I can't, you know, do the job I love anymore, I should kill myself. Uh, that's bad for anyone. But like, as we're talking about women, this is specifically uh, a woman who did this. So I, I was I was very disappointed in that. Mm. Uh, coming out of that movie, how that ended. Um, so do that. On the other side, uh, I'm going to uh, curse a beloved movie, uh, Easy A, which is, oh. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. you. Stone is very funny and very good as always. It's got a great cast and it's very funny, but it it is very destructive in terms of the fact that it does basically say, hey, all of these things that, you know, you know, were oppressive in the past. It basically is 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 like the oppressive in the past that made you feel bad. These are the things that were the problems of your life, these oppressive expectations on you. And the way to find happiness is to get rid of all the social expectations and do things that we know now are going to be extremely harmful for you and others and pretend that they aren't. And that's how you're going to find happiness. And right. I have a pushback. Yes. But it also shows that she doesn't find her identity that what she ultimately finds, it has one of the best, at least connective, like people love it, the on-screen depictions of parents. She ultimately finds her identity in the context of her family. Who said? Who reminds her you are loved, you are valued, and so it's through relationships that's, that she ultimately finds who she is. So I'm going to push back and actually bless it. I, I'm, I, she... So so let me let me push back on your pushback, which is that <laughs> a it doesn't show that she it, finds herself like through relationships. She does have her family, but it doesn't you know show that as the answer, and it shows them as positive only because they affirm everything that she does and never say you know. Oh, maybe these are some bad choices. You know, all the positive characters say, "Hey, there's nothing wrong with any of the choices that you're making." Um, that's not just that's not true. But this will turn into an English redress. <laughs> I'm pushing back. Okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, you guys can uh, watch the movie and see for yourself, I guess, and then you can uh, tell us in the comments which of us yeah, is can, right. Can someone write us and let us know who's right? Yes, because uh, we're going to need. We're gonna need it's going to cause contention. I.e., me. Yes, I know. We're still uh, used <laughs> to disagreeing on things. This could destroy the podcast. Uh, but <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for joining us uh, today. This is fantastic. Um, yes, leave a leave a review and uh, let us know what you thought of this episode. Uh, if you do, Nathan, if people want to, well, first, actually, guest first, always, uh, Kelia, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, have questions for you specifically, or want to see more of your work, where can they go? Yeah, well, you can find me on any of the socials. Just message and reach out. If you are interested in listening to my podcast, it is called Dear Wallflower. We put an episode out every single week. And if you are interested in checking out Wallflower Journal, Wallflower Journal is my online magazine that I created specifically for the woman who desires to deepen her inner world. And we have articles every week about relationships and beauty and uh, recipes, personal stories, and a lot more. So please head over to wallflowerjournal.com if that sounds interesting to you. Also, they do a podcast, uh, Kelia and her co-host, where they literally address um, uh, anonymous letters written in. So if you have an issue facing you, if you're a young woman who is going through something or has questions about life or just anything, Write in a letter and uh, and they you might hear it 
them answer your letter and your your questions, thoughts, and concerns are on the air. Yeah. So I'm, I really hate the Overthinkers podcast. What can we yeah. do about that? So, and Nathan, uh, if people do want to get in touch with us as well, uh, write in uh, about this or another episode, um, or want to get in touch with you and see the work, great work you're doing, where can they go? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.com and join our online private Facebook group called The Overthinkers. Uh, they, if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to nathanclarkson.me or um, uh, 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 find me on any of the socials. I, I blinked <laughs> out there. And you don't find me on any of the socials, just search Nathan Clarkson. I also wrote a book that has to do with the exact opposite of what we talked about today. So it's a perfect time to plug it called Good Man. So, <laughs> um, it, yeah, so go buy my book, Good Man. Um, so on if, the if you're a man who resonates with this question in this episode, <laughs> but for men, yeah. go buy his yeah, book. Exactly. <laughs> to, all, to all the women who are having an identity crisis about who they are, Go read my book, Good Man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Yes. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can also find me at my website, josephholmstudios.com. I'm also on any of the socials. And also you can find my regular culture criticism at religionunplugged.com, where I try to address many of the questions that we uh, have here on our episodes, but and related to film, faith and culture. Thank you so much. Kelia for joining us. Thank you, audience, very much for joining us. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm-hmm.